The views expressed in the podcast you are about to listen to are the opinions of the presenter and the cast. None of us are official representatives of the companies we work for, and we are in no way responsible for what we say. If you are offended or otherwise afflicted by these opinions, please push the unsubscribe button in iTunes and go do something else. Animation Conversation Weekly Podcast for October 22nd, 2009. I'm Alan Dahl-Saxo. And as always, podcasting from our tiny tin can, my name is Morten Overly. And we will be guiding you through the show. So there's more cool animation news for your listeners out there, and you'll also get the second half of the interview with animator Jens Gullixen, whose CV contains titles such as Corpse Bride, Max & Co., and the fantastic Mr. Fox. And we haven't forgotten about this week's movie review, Disney's uh, Bolt from 2008. And as we say in Norway, enough walking around the porch. Here's this week's animation conversation news segment. <laughs> so for all you Max users out there, there's some really good um, tools from uh, DTools. Uh, check out the, the link at the website. There's a, they've written, um, it's three plugins, uh, one called DView Paint 2, which lets you sketch. It's kind of like the, the sketching tool for Maya. Uh, it's a, a, as I said, a sketching tool that you can draw on top of your 3D Max uh, viewport. And it has a lot of the standard features and it's also um, useful for animation supervising as you can draw on top of the animator's animation. There's also another one called uh, D Traj Edit, which I'm guessing is uh, short for trajectory editing, uh, and it's basically a view or a different very way of viewing your uh, arcs in, in Max. Uh, it seems really useful. And there's also a timing tool that they've called D Timing, which you can also um, lets you do real time timing in Max, and you don't have to use a separate uh, application for that. So those are just some useful um, plugins that I thought would be worth mentioning. Let me ask you, because you used to use uh, 3D Max uh, when you worked at uh, Funcom. That's um, correct. How is working in, with animation in uh, 3D Max versus working in Maya? It's uh, the, the biggest thing is um, in Max, uh, the graph editor is a lot heavier and slower. Hmm. That's basically the, the, the biggest... Um, it's the, the, one of the weakest sides of using Max is actually the animation, uh, the graph editor. It's so... Um, <laughs> uh, how to put this uh, delicately? It's it's quite bad to be honest. Hmm. Any other differences or like the, uh, there there are several. Yeah. I, I, it's just I haven't animated in Max now for two and a half years. So, uh, do you find it a lot easier to work in Maya? Yeah, it's 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 got a it's work workflow wise. It's faster. I mean, just simple copy and pasting. You can't do that from uh, uh, from one curve to another in the graph editor in Max, or at least you couldn't do that. And, mm. and for me, that's just it's um, yeah. It's, 
I just can't for the life of me understand. I mean, they've been updating Max now, and every update they do of Max is like, oh, amazing feature, this amazing render, blah blah blah. Oh, you can new constraint types or whatever. And but yeah. the, the graph editor has been staying at the same same. It hasn't evolved since I don't know when, but it's it's shame, I, shame I, on Autodesk. <laughs> I guess that's just because of the underlying architecture of the software, because uh, some stuff like that might seem easy to do from the outside, but uh, when you know how how they built the graph editor, they might might have built it built it in a way that makes it fast, but not. Yeah, uh, but come on, it's an animation package as well, and it's yeah. it's quite. They bad, should just to be rewrite it then, if it's yes. if it's that. I know a lot of the studios feature. they use. Uh, Max for animating, they completely rewrite their graph editors and lots of plugins and uh, useful uh, software for it. So it's, it just yeah. seems a bit dated, to be honest. But having said that, they they're not really good at uh, updating stuff in Maya and either. Well, at least it's uh, it's it's better. So yeah. Um, let's move on. Uh, there's a trailer out for uh, the acclaimed claymation film Marion Max that I I have actually seen this movie. So. Um, and I haven't seen the trailer. Uh, wasn't there a trailer a while back? Yeah, it's it's a new one. It's uh, there was an update on Slash Film uh, for Marion Max, and mm. I'm I'm pretty envious of you having seen the movie because it it keeps getting rave reviews and it looks gorgeous. And uh, I I really love the the short that the director Adam Elliott did um, in 2003. I've done some research. Oh, uh, and um, <laughs> Harvey Crumpet. Uh, yeah, and I, I love that one. And and um, this is this this surprised me because you were really skeptical about this movie. You weren't crazy about the, how the the puppets looked, and you thought it looked a bit crude. And you true, you weren't sure if you wanted to see it. But uh, yeah, I guess that changed after they won the Annecy uh, Award. Yeah, right? everything that wins prizes, I'm a sucker <laughs> for. No, but it's it's gotten really good reviews, and and people that have seen it just keep on um, praising it. So um, yeah. It well, is a great the movie. The short is good, so um, yeah, I really liked it. It was my second second favorite after uh, my dog Tulip. That was my okay. favorite, which you probably haven't seen either. No, yeah. I, I'm I think, going to see next year. I have to. I'd have to keep up. So yeah. um, I think you can no order it online from. Uh, they have a store online where you can buy it. Cool. Well, moving on. Um, another yeah. uh, link at Slash Film. Uh, they actually posted. Uh, some character designs or it's more of a it's a poster for the movie uh how to train a dragon a dreamworks movie coming up and um i'm i'm really i was very excited about this project i mean you've got vikings and dragons and, and they're almost as cool as ninjas and i mean it doesn't get much better than that and it, and it's, i have a theory on um on vikings and dragons it's kind of like taco it's it's impossible to make bad taco um <laughs> But but when I'm looking at the designs, I'm kind of like, oh man, it doesn't. It just looks kind of boring. Uh, it, yeah, it's. it's but uh, I've I've had I've I've um, assumed wrong things before about this before. So you know, it's it's just. Uh, and this is purely based on the designs as well. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, I haven't seen this. So. Uh... Well, it might be actually a good thing. Um, <laughs> I was just a bit disappointed, to be honest. Yeah. Who? Who? I mean, there's there's been a, there's a trend in in future films, animated future films, to, to go, uh, well, at least that's what it seems like to go in a more stylized direction. And this is not very stylized. And the dragons look really, oh, yeah. No, it, it, I, I was just a bit disappointed, to be honest. But, yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll it's see. Too bad. Yeah, we'll see. Um, 
I wanted to mention a few uh, short uh, news. Uh, first, uh, Mark Dindle is uh, scheduled to uh, direct a live-action feature. Uh, one of my favorite Disney uh, directors, actually, he did uh, The Emperor's New Groove, which I really loved. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you for the last time, no, <laughs> we did not order a giant trampoline. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's a good Geeky movie. Me, and um, he did did the cats that can't dance. I haven't seen that. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Uh, and Chicken Little, which I sort of liked, was yeah, okay. It's quite good. <laughs> it's actually the Disney's biggest uh, success uh, when it comes Chicken to Little? CG uh, CG movies. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but anyway, his uh, new project is a live feature, and it's going to be called House Broken. And it will center around a newly married uh, couple, uh, couples talking pets. Who, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a different thing, yeah. Yeah, uh, who must adjust to living together under one roof. And we'll uh, leave Aww. a link uh, in the um, in the show notes for um, the article. Also, there's uh, the other news is uh, Henry Selick uh, leaves Laika. <laughs> um, Laika, Laika, right? It's, yeah. it's a Russian it's name, so I'm not sure how to pronounce it. But it's I'm Laika. 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 Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, the only reason for this given is that Selig's contract uh, expired. And you can read more <laughs> about that uh, at the Oregon Live site. Didn't Cartoon Brew have a... Uh, um, didn't they post uh, on their blog something? Uh, one of the worker people from, uh, from like, uh, speaking his mind about Henry Selig... And oh really? He was kind of a hard person to. to that is also putting it nicely. A hard person to, <laughs> to to be around and work with. Yeah, I've heard rumors about that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I haven't actually talked to the guy, but he seemed nice enough. But oh, you saw him in Annecy, of course. Yeah, I was sitting like like a meter from him when he talked Ooh. about. Uh, Did you touch him? Uh, no, I didn't. You have to. Oh. <laughs> that sounds kind of stalkerish. But, yeah. yeah, but I wondered if uh, <laughs> if this uh, is related to the um, the whole CG thing, uh, where or they they laid off sixty sixty three uh, CG animators, and they're going to focus on stop motion. It seems like Leica is in uh, a bit of trouble, right? Yeah, but why? Especially if they leave the if they if they uh, um, if they don't have uh, Henry Selick anymore. Yeah, that's that's the 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 one main thing. I don't think. Them not having the CG department or uh, the firing of the CG guys is that a big deal? I, you know, the competition is so fierce now with all the studios. Com- yeah, there's so many CG studios, and you should focus on your strengths. And yeah. if, if puppet animation is their strengths, then yeah. go ahead. It's it's really strange uh, that they're gonna s- stop focus. Uh, they're gonna focus on stop motion, and then they uh, yeah, and they fire Henry them, uh, leaves, uh, which is their major star you know so we'll see uh this that was this week's animation conversation news uh let's move on to the second part of the jens gulliksen interview so after uh samico where'd you go Uh, mexico mexico sorry (laughs) yeah too much coffee um after uh, what happened then uh yeah, then after that I spent seven months on a boat. Vacation? Um, kind of a forced vacation, yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, again, there was uh, not much happening, really. Um, and 
I realized that, okay, uh, this is becoming silly. I need to find work. Yeah. So I sat down on my own to try to figure out my own, uh, to see if I could, you know, maybe get a job in, in CG. Um, I spent maybe a month trying to figure it out. I didn't really figure it out. Uh, so I put it away um, and applied for a job in CG and that was uh, that was here at Pitcombe uh, Um and I said look I, I don't really know my I've had a look at it but uh, I'd like a job can I have a job please and he said yeah sure come along yes. and within you know, it was it was quite daunting at first because they were they were saying you know okay start producing uh, ten seconds uh, what was it ten seconds a day or something on the TV series and uh, I went oh, okay. <laughs> but just for, for the listeners, were these the characters they're basically faces or they're boats with faces? Yeah, yeah. It's not no, no, no. It's it's very simple, uh, very simple characters, uh, and you know, you, you kind of think, oh, that's that's excellent. This is going to be easy. It's just a head. Um, but you start so missing, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. But you start missing the arms and legs. You know, how do you and the shoulders? How shrugs? Yeah. You try to figure out ways. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Exactly. Weight, especially with, with boats floating, you know, how do you how do you get any weight into that? So that took a bit of figuring out, but after a while, you know, that it worked out pretty well, and uh, it was it was a really fun project to work on. Um, do you feel that the cliche is, uh, is rings true? I mean, um, you know, you say as long as if you, if you know how to animate, whatever you mean. Uh, stop motion, traditional drawing, or on a computer, it doesn't really matter with what medium you're working in. I mean, it's easier to learn the tool set than the actual craft of animation. Absolutely. Um, I I mean, I, I thought CG was going to be incredibly hard to learn. And it's, it's not. It's, it's like what you said earlier on, you basically move stuff and you rotate stuff. Yeah. And then next frame. Yeah, you don't really I, need to I know think, that much. I think it might be, and I might be completely wrong. It's, uh, I think it's probably harder to go from um, from two D to CG than from stop motion. Because in computers, you're basically still playing with playing with dolls. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't put it that no, way. No, I. Um, it's like saying, oh, you blow the trumpet. And it's like, no, it's not called actually playing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know. As, as long as you know how to animate, you can, you can figure out the rest. The tools are, the tools are just different. And that's it. So how does your life animating on a computer? you still miss the actual texture of touching the puppets? Um, yeah. I mean, stop motion is what I what I prefer to do uh, because, well, yes, the, it, it feels like a craft when you're, when you're working on it. And once you're there doing a scene, you're you're on set, you're actually in the shot that you're working on. And I don't know if that makes any difference to the animation or not, but it's 
I find it a lot more interesting because you keep moving around when you're doing new shots. Your, you know, your office, so to speak, changes completely. You might, you know, one day be in uh, be in the sewers, and the next you're up in this fancy penthouse uh, office. Well, I just from from animating computers, I know sometimes you really miss the shadows. Just to know um, if he's walking out of the shot, you might want him to continue walking. If you were doing that in stop motion, I guess you could easily know. Yeah. Yeah, and that, I mean that can cause problems in uh, in stop motion. If you know a character, <laughs> sorry. No, I'm guessing if the set ends where the camera ends and he's supposed to keep on walking for. Oh yeah, that's uh, that can be a nightmare, and then you have to really just kind of figure something out. Yeah. You have to. Well, often you know you. It often happens, and you have to. You just have to kind of go. Okay, how do we cut here? Or we have to build more set. Uh, or just you know, people glue a plank onto the end of the set so that you can keep walking the keep walking the character. But when we're working on, on those uh, stop motion productions, you, were you allowed to touch the the rests of the sets that weren't supposed to be animated or adjust the lighting? Or was that the lighting guys did the lighting, the, the set builders did the adjust the sets? So you'd have to call or talk to someone to. Yeah, uh, if there's any issues with anything, you have to call. Uh, call the cameraman, the lighting, the set dressers, the, the puppet people. Um, I mean, if there's something wrong with the puppet, you're not allowed to touch it. <laughs> so you're still there you go. Uh, yeah, you, you're kind of thinking, God, uh, this. I, I can just, you know, I can tighten this joint easily. Uh, you know, maybe I'll. And the thing is, if you try something and you break something, then you're in trouble. And I'm guessing the armature is pretty expensive. Um, They're pretty expensive, yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's quite scary when you're handling these extremely expensive characters and cameras and, and everything, you know, it's, you almost feel like you, you don't want to touch them. Um, Do you get to keep any of the puppets or like set pieces after the productions? Or you... um, no. It's <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, there's a lot of stuff there that's just really stunning. Yeah, you know, the, the craftsmanship on the puppets and the sets and the props are amazing. Uh, occasionally, they you know at the end of a production they might they might give you a little uh, something from the film, um, and then you put it you know in a. In a Glass behind glass and uh, you know locks. Um, so what? Uh, what the, the different directors you had on Cross Squad, uh, on um, Mexico, and on the project you're doing now? How would you describe the different personalities, and, and how is it working with different those different types of directors? It's well, they're. Ex well, I wouldn't say they're they're different from you know from what they've done before and uh, just the style that they want something done in. Um, that's one of the things I love about doing this is that you you know they they have completely different ways of, of working, so you just have to adapt. And some directors know exactly what they want, uh, and you're not allowed to deviate. One tiny bit from it. 
at other times they're you know they're happy to listen to you and see uh, see what kind of ideas you have. Which ones do you prefer? Do you prefer a director that knows exactly what he wants, or is it the variation that the, yeah, you like the most? You know, it's, um, it's good for them to have some idea of what they what they want. And if they have some reference uh, for how they want the acting to be like, yeah, that's that's fantastic. But often you kind of go, oh, it would be fun to put in a little something uh, just to make this talk special or do uh, do something less even. And uh, I kind of feel most people are they listen and are happy to take uh, suggestions from you. Do you think that's key to being a good director? Being Absolutely. able to listen to yeah. feedback. I think so, definitely. Um, and also, it's you know, it's a whole lot easier on uh, on us as animators if you get to do some of, put you some of yourself into the into the shot. Uh, otherwise, it's you know, you could uh, you could be doing anything, and uh, you don't you want it to be kind of a creative creative yeah, job. Working on Course Wide, you worked in London, Max and Co. It was Switzerland? Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you plan on, if there's a new stop motion project coming up uh, wherever, could you, you move? And how is it moving around for different projects? Do you think you'll continue doing that as you get older? Well, I've. Um I was uh, uh, in London this year as well. I finished um, uh, on Fantastic Mr. Fox. We were doing that uh, up until the summer. Uh, and I decided then that I've had enough. Because it was, it was good because I was living in London when Corpse came along. And I had... One, after that finish, I thought, oh, I'll, I'm going to go back to Norway and uh, see if there's any work there and maybe try and settle down. Um, and then uh, the Swiss job came up, and I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. And, uh, you know, I, I can't say no to this. It's, uh, it's too tempting. So I went there um, and came back again. Uh, and then I started working here, and uh, I kind of thought again that okay, I want to. Now I kind of want to settle down. But there's another, there's a project in Sweden that's up. Okay, yeah, I'll go there. Um, and then back to London uh, for for Mr. Fox. And I was thinking, it's it's great. I don't think I can stop. Yeah. It's uh, the, the different it's projects addictive. are so much fun. It's yeah, it's addictive, um, and I'm I'm kind of trying to settle down in, in Oslo now. But I know that if if project another comes project along, yeah. comes along, then I'm I'm gonna have to say yes. But is, I'm guessing there's a lot of the same people moving around in different yeah. projects. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. There's quite a small. Uh, Say, uh, community, community, yeah. Um, so often you see a lot of the same people returning, and that also makes makes the production really is the people you work with, and especially if you like in Switzerland, uh, you know nobody really knew people in Switzerland, and it was a completely new place, and uh, we all go so. 
okay, this is crazy, but at least we have each other, you know, your, your friends are there. If you didn't know anybody, it would, it would be different. So it's, it makes it a whole lot easier to move around. Uh, there's, there's a whole lot of people who are in the same situation. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you get to actually work with Wes Anderson on Fantastic Mr. Fox? Um, yeah. yeah. We, um, uh, I mean, we were, we were in contact with them all the time. He, he was, was he in London or was he uh, like video conferences? Yeah, there was there was a lot of there was a lot of video, and uh, you know we were always uh, in touch uh, via email, and he was he was watching our shots, uh, you know, every day. So uh, it was kind of often you you spent time waiting for for feedback on it uh, on the shots that we were. Uh, but he he came around the studio as well, and you know then you you just had to grab hold of him and. Uh, you know, to figure out what he wanted from, from the shot. Well, uh, just from looking at the trailer on the Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, it's a very different style as opposed to Corpse Bride or Maxinko. Oh, yeah. Because it feels much more like the 70s TV shows, the puppet. I mean, I'm guessing it's intentional, but how was it? Was it liberating working? Because it feels a lot more rough. Um, and I guess in the pace was a bit faster as well. Yeah, it was, uh, it was faster. And th this was a style that was really... Uh, really, he really knew what he wanted. And, and also, what, why why did he choose a style like that? Well, he likes uh, he he really liked the kind of old Eastern European style uh, of animation, and uh, thought that that was okay. This is something I want to I want to do. Um, I don't know if there's uh, any more specific reason that you know, that. that you know. But what are your thoughts around why, why it's appealing? In, or, or? Well, I, I think maybe he has the idea that it's uh, like a lot of people say that you know when you see stop motion, uh, you don't want it smooth. You want it to be a bit jerky and yeah. just you can see that it's handmade. And he he wanted it to look handmade. Um, and it was it was really difficult because he came on a on a feature production. And it was a lot of the same crew as on Corpse. And, you know, you, you start work there and you go, oh, okay, we're going to do some great animation again. I uh, can't wait to do this. And then they say, no, 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 stop, stop what you're doing. <laughs> Not so smooth. <laughs> uh, and that was really hard. You're all the, all the time trying, you know, to squeeze in some, some fun animation. And, uh, you know, he's very specific with framing uh, on his shots and... Uh, and positioning of characters, and he, you know, he really likes profiles or straight-on shots, and so you, you're really locked down on how the puppet is placed in uh, in shot. So there was a lot of direction that way. That you know, puppet goes from here to there. How it goes from here to there is is not that important as long as you hit your marks. Okay, and then you you know you might put something in uh, that is not so you know it's a bit too smooth or it's um, it's too fancy or something you want it's kind of like pose to pose but not not snappy it's it's just the animation just didn't wasn't that important anymore 
Do you think he directed you guys the same way as he would direct actors on set? Like, basically kind of like this, you hit your marks, and whatever you do in between that, you know, feel free. Uh, I, I, I don't think so. I think he... Um, be careful with what I say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, Wes really enjoyed doing uh, doing this this movie. I think for the reason that uh, he could he could direct um, the puppets uh, in the way that he would maybe like to direct uh, his actors. Finally, they don't talk back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So it's you know he's he's very visual and he you know he's got these uh, guidelines that he follows um, and it's maybe it's harder to do that with uh, with humans than with with puppets because then you can really hit the exact mark that uh, that he wants and you get you know you get a visual style that is truly Wes Anderson. What was it animating to a uh, voice talent like George Clooney and Bill Murray? I mean, you've already worked with, I guess, voices like Johnny Depp and... and uh, yeah, it's... Uh, do you, does it make your work a lot easier or, or harder? Oh, uh, a, good, a good voice track is, is so good to work with. You know, you, you, it gives you so much. So, what do you say a good voice track is? What, what you, it was, you, you know, know right around. Uh, if there's a lot of um, no, there's you know there was a lot of good uh, good dialogue on uh, on Mr. Fox, some really funny dialogue that you can you can do some fun things with. Um, and I mean, if you have good actors, you can hear exactly what. Uh, what they're doing with their voice, and you, you know what to animate. If, if you have a voice track that's, uh, you, you know, sometimes you get a track where you don't know what the character is, if it's sad or happy almost. But with these, uh, you know, everything was such high quality, and you, you just knew where you were going with it. And that makes it a whole lot easier to, yeah, especially to plan out your, your stuff. I know they, they went to actual locations and recorded the voices for the movie. Did that in any way influence the way you perceived the voice tracks when doing the animation? Or uh, No, we couldn't really... Uh, you couldn't really tell like from the atmosphere sounds uh, that much, but I think... Probably that's why you know the the sounds were so the voices were so good because they were actually doing uh, what we were recreating. How long did it take you guys to kind of roughen up for Mr. Fox? Uh, what do you mean? I mean, like animation-wise, you know, not being so polished and um, well, and looking that forward was a, to doing a more a, polished project later on. Uh, that was probably a constant struggle <laughs> to to hold back. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes you go, okay, yeah, I can I can knock that out quickly, and it's it's not a problem. Um, but the models were as advanced as on corpse. Uh, no, they were they were a bit more, uh, bit more. Well, they were they were different. You could do. Much of the same, you know. You open and close jaw instead of that being mechanics. It was just a joint, and you had lip paddles. They 
your worst word which was you know pretty much the same uh, there was a few things that were that were different and also the, the nuances you'd get out with uh, with head mechanics as on corpse wouldn't have showed up on Mr. Fox because of all the fur that was that was in the way so you had to you had to do a lot bigger movements to, to be able to see it on, on those puppets. Uh, but they were, you know, mostly really good characters as well to, to work with. I mean, it was, again, much of the same team that did, uh, that have done all these uh, armatures. So you, you know what you're getting, and uh, the quality is, um, is very good. Coming from a CG background, um crowd shots and stop motion. How did you get your head around the crowd shot and how did you work your way through one? Um, you lie down and cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it can be really, really tough. But are you always, usually more than one person in crowd shots? Um, if you're lucky, you'll get uh, an assistant to, to help you out or your, uh, your several animators. Um, you you really have to plan plan it out, and it also depends what you're doing with the crowd. If they're all moving in one direction, for example, then it's kind of easier to, to figure it out. But if all the characters are doing something different, then uh, again you bring out your dope sheet and make a mess. So, but you basically it'd be like uh, an instrumental score. You like for different instruments. You have that for different characters. Yeah. Uh, on this frame, he hits this pose, and on this character hits that pose on this frame. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I often kind of color code it so that you you have green for one character, red for the other. And, um, one good thing is to do between uh, between frames is kind of to put down little notes next to them puppets with arrows that point in the direction that they're moving so that you remember where they're all going yeah. um, but you know it's you have to concentrate on uh, the main characters and uh, the background characters are a lot simpler in the animation uh, you just have to down prioritize them I'm guessing it's where the eye is focusing in the shot, and so as long as the other stuff moves, okay, no, okay, and exactly. So yeah, often you just freeze a puppet, which is something you can do in stop motion. Yeah. It's okay to to hold a character for half a second or one or two seconds, and when you see it starting to go a bit dead, you throw in a blink, maybe, or a head turn or something. Uh, so, you know, you try and limit the animation as much as you can on, on crowd shots. Did you, did you get to work on Coraline as well? No, I didn't. Just had to ask because you've kind of been in all the, all the big ones. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, Coraline's a fantastic, yeah, fantastic yeah. show. And, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I didn't, didn't enjoy that. So it must be so cool to get to work on a Roald Dahl book. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, I've... I thought it was amazing, yeah. uh, and I, I was really excited to see what they had done with the, with the script. Because uh, I read the book a few times, and I thought, well, this is this is going to be extremely interesting. You know, yeah. how how is this going to be a film? Uh, and also on these on these productions, you know, the script constantly changes throughout the production yeah. because. Uh, 
you see what you're making when you get animation things together and you start editing, you realize, oh, okay, here's something's not working. So they rewrite something and uh, and this thing. So they constantly change. You know, you don't know from from the beginning of starting a production uh, to the end. The scripts will have gone through, you know, several revisions. That's, that surprises me actually, because I'd, I'd imagine when doing a, a full feature movie and stop motion. You, Story script locked. Because now we know how much it's going to cost, and, and you know, making script changes, and you you won't know the exact length of the movie, and you, you're committing. I mean, it's kind of like you're not committing, or you have to I change mean, your you what you've shot has to be in the film, yeah. because you can't go ahead and, and change that so much. we got five minutes that we animate that we yeah. use. So it's not major structural okay, changes yeah. I'm talking about. It's, uh, you know, it's it's dialogue or some scenes got get cut out others put in you know just to, just to make two other scenes work together you might need something that you didn't think you needed before uh, or something you haven't thought of uh, so it's it's those things you you see change uh, and I think that can uh, that can change a film from being something okay to something amazing because uh, often when you see films, you go, oh, there was something missing, you know, something missing in it. And if you keep your script open when you're doing a film for these little changes, uh, towards the end of the production, some guy might say, look, there's something there not working, and then you go, okay, put it in. So they make a little opening in the, in the script and uh, put these important parts in. So what's next in store for you? I know you're working on Elias. Uh, uh, it's it's that for now until yeah. next summer, um, and there are you know stop motion projects uh, in the pipeline that I've heard rumors about, um, but nothing. You know, often it's you hear that something's happening for years and years, and then all of a sudden they go, okay, we're shooting. We need people now. Yeah. Uh, and then you just have to kind of go, okay, can I do this or not? Yeah. And if you can, you uh, you go along. How would you say the stop motion market has changed now as a, compared to when you started out? Um, Are there more jobs? Is it tougher I think or less? It's, it's, there's mm-hmm. more. It seems to be picking up. Yeah. Um, you hear about stuff all the time that's in production, but, you know, it doesn't always happen. But I have a feeling that it's, uh, it's definitely picking up. Yeah. It seems like, uh, I'm, and I'm kind of glad for it, that people are less focused on, oh, it has to be 3D, how is CG? Yeah. It's nice, you see more and more traditional and, and stop-motion stuff, which yeah. I think is great. I, I think the audience enjoys it. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I'm not sure how these things have done it box office-wise, but, you know, they're, they're not flops. Yeah. Uh, and... People really enjoy making them. It's it's really good fun, and I think that has uh, I hope a lot to do with it. Like, you know, the audience can see that okay, people have been really been in here and uh, got had their hands on these yeah. creatures. Is there a dream project that you'd like to work on, or an adaptation of a book, or uh, something you really want to work on one day? Um, It's like I've almost all, uh, already done it. <laughs> um, I I'd heard of uh, 
fantastic Mr. Fox for for a while, and I was crossing my fingers for that one, uh, and that was that was really good fun to be uh, to be part of. Um, there's no, there's not really anything that I'm uh, that I'm thinking about hope that gets made. Um, just kind of waiting to see what people uh, what people come up with. Um, so what are your sort of inspirations? Um, um, I I love short films uh, and well, animation wise, I think. Uh, uh, a film called Balance is, uh, is one of my favorite by the Lowenstein brothers. Raymond uh, Krum uh, has done the film called uh, Rope Dance, which is a fantastic film playing with perspective. Um, and Daniel Graves' uh, Manipulation is. Uh, it's about, I think, it's like an animator drawing a character that breaks out from uh, from the paper, and uh, they're kind of fighting together. I really love the conceptual the conceptual films uh, where you go, wow, that's a that's a neat idea. Uh, and then uh, you know, you just have to watch a lot of films, and uh, when when I see good acting from uh, whether it being uh, animated or live action uh, it's something you just kind of have to go oh remember that remember it note to self yeah do you feel like after having worked all day uh, with animation when you come home do you prefer, do you prefer putting on a movie or, or as opposed to an animated do you, do you feel kind of you get your dose of work um or it doesn't really matter that much no no it's, it's, it's good it's good yeah, yeah. um I, I love live action and I love animation. Uh, I I think just to kind of uh, uh, to get a break sometimes I need to watch some uh, some live action to to get away from it. But uh, if, if if it's good I watch anything. Uh, uh, Chances you up? Yes, I am. And what are you? Did you enjoy it? I uh, <laughs> yes and yes and no. Uh, I think the I mean the beginning of the film is uh, have you seen it? Yeah, is outstanding. Uh, it's just so heartfelt. Uh, it's, it's a short movie within the movie, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as it as it goes on, uh, I kind of felt that it, you know, it's, it wasn't that new anymore. It's, um, but it's hard to keep that. I think with both the last movies that we've done, uh, the first 20 minutes surpassed the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They, they should maybe put that in the end yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Um, no, I thought that was a, that was amazing sequence. Uh, and then, yeah, I just kind of went, oh, okay, it's... Uh, I really like yeah, the see. group dynamics between the, the main characters because it's just such an unlikely group of yeah yeah absolutely characters together yeah but uh, I I do see a lot that you know the an, the animation is is so similar to uh, to everything else that's that's done uh, uh, 
saying this with all films that you see what's what's selling is you know one specific type of animation and you get a little bored with it when it's just so perfect all the time uh, and the style is pretty much always the same yeah it's pretty realistic uh, yeah physicality of the characters I mean you don't really see much of the it's not really that it's caricature but not not really that much it's, it's pretty like what you would see on someone shooting reference yeah. you put that on the character and it's it's tweaked a little but that's, it's very yeah, realistic that's, that's true um, and it's yeah you kind of go well just try to loosen up a bit yeah. try, try something else Really want to thank uh, Jens Gullixen for um, for being a good sport and um, letting us ask him a lot of a lot of questions and uh, take up uh, his useful a lot of his time. So uh, I had a blast and uh, I've learned a lot. So uh, yeah. thank you, Jens. Thank you, Jens. That was really great stuff, and I learned a lot, um, especially about puppet animation. Let's move on to a new segment. <gasps> is it? <laughs> we have a <laughs> voicemail. This is I insane. I can't this can't is amazing. It. It's huge. It yeah. <laughs> uh, let's just play it. Hi, guys. Uh, first of all, I can't believe you haven't already had messages like this before. Um, secondly, uh, I'd have to say, stop knocking on Aladdin. It's an amazing film. And it's uh, uh, really, really, really good. It's one of the films that really got me into animation and confirmed that I wanted to be an animator. Uh, if you're looking for films to review, I can heartily suggest uh, The Prince of Egypt, though. That's top of my list. You're probably going to rip into it now, and I'll never listen to you again. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, that's the end of the call. Uh, I just wanted to say, hi, you're doing a great job. And if anyone wants to check out uh, my stuff, uh, I'm at michaelkaywood.com and also running the film over at devilsangelsanddating.com. Keep up the work. Good work, guys. See you. Bye. Thank you, Michael, for leaving your your uh, thoughts. Uh, <laughs> you want to comment anything? Yes, uh, he's absolutely, completely, one hundred percent correct about Aladdin, and you, Alan, are wrong. That's that's. I mean, it's <laughs> common sense. Aladdin's a great movie, and uh, as far as I can see, it's number one. He he, he didn't say it's anything. It's number seven. I mean, it's below Black Cauldron, honestly. Yeah. He didn't say anything about uh, Shrek, though. <laughs> I stand. I'm, you know, it's still a good movie. <laughs> uh, but I think we should probably um, uh, do what he says and uh, uh, review Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt for next. I haven't week. seen that one in ages, so sure. Neither I. So that's a good suggestion. And uh, if you want to leave us uh, suggestions or comments like that, maybe you. Uh, Maybe you hate Aladdin like I do. No, I don't hate it. But um, hate's a strong word. Come on, it's it's yeah. a good movie. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh man, it's a bit too much for me. Uh, and then you can just leave us a voicemail, and that's uh, you can do that by um, pushing the button on our site that says uh, leave voicemail? us a voicemail, uh, <laughs> or uh, you can just use your Skype and add us, uh, and our username is Animation Conversation One Word. So, Excellent. now let's talk about Bolt. Disney's Bolt from 2008, directed by Byron Howard and Chris Williams. Here's the trailer. Hello? Honey, I don't have much time. Daddy? I don't understand. 
It's okay, Penny. You have Bolt. I've altered him. He can protect you now. Bolt, speak. Get that dog! Nice move. The star of the biggest show in Hollywood. She's still in danger. The only problem is... Hold on, Penny. He thinks it's all real. Don't let him out. He's never been off the set before. I'm coming, Penny. Production of the hit television show Bold shut down today when its star dog went missing. You look familiar. What? Yeah, he's real good with the faces and such. I gotta remember. It's gonna kill me. Hold on. No, I don't know. I, I I thought I knew. I need someone close to the green-eyed man. A cat. Wow, it's a good knot. Were you in the Navy? Well, I'll release you, cat, when we find Penny. He must be so scared. Bolt's not scared of anything. You're Bolt, the super dog! Where's Penny? She was kidnapped by the green-eyed man. But I've captured this cat. She's taking me to Penny. I can be a valuable addition to your team. The road will be rough. I have a ball. Easy won't be part of the equation. Promise. Danger at every turn. I eat danger for breakfast. You hungry? Starving. This Thanksgiving. How do you say no way I'm doing this in crazy? Let it begin. One unlikely team. Look, genius. You're not a super dog. <sighs> is on a mission to get back home. He could be anywhere by now. This is awesome! <laughs> and the comedy event of the holiday season... Bolt! Bolt! ...is about to be unleashed. Superbar! Superbar! <laughs> we need a fast set of wheels. <laughs> I'll get my ball. Bolt. Begin! So just to give a short recap for those of you who have forgotten that you've seen uh, Bolt or um, or haven't seen Bolt. Um, short summary, uh, Bolt's basically, he's a dog uh, and he's a TV star who believes he lives, or that the TV world he lives in is real. It's kind of like Jim Carrey in The Truman Show. Um, and then, uh, so it's Bolt and Penny, they're like secret agents and they fight for good. Uh... So in one episode, Penny gets captured by this evil villain with uh, one green eye, and uh, exactly when that happens, Bolt gets taken back to his trailer, and uh, through a series of accidents and unfortunate mishaps, gets transported from Hollywood, LA, to New York. Um, so arriving in New York, he realizes he has to go back and save Penny from the evil villain in the, the TV world, and... On his way, he meets a bunch of different characters. For example, Rhino, this crazy uh, hamster, which is hilarious, and a cat called Mitten. And um, on the way, or on his journey, he discovers that the world isn't like he assumed it was, or what he was used to. And uh, his new companions, you know, show him the ropes. So he gets to LA, saves Penny from the fire, or a huge fire that's on the, the film set, and then they both quit show business. How's that for confusing? <laughs> <laughs> So, Alan, did, um, what are your thoughts? Uh, I actually haven't seen this movie in like six, seven months when it first came out, I guess. Or when it first came out on Blu-ray. Uh, but I remember it uh, as uh, <laughs> as a 
pretty good movie. I was surprised surprised how um, good it was. Uh, it's better than Shrek. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Uh, and uh, it had a lot of uh, ups and downs, but uh, I think I think it was pretty solid and uh, really fast paced. A lot of action and uh, great animation. Really great animation on the animals and or a bolt that is. Um, yeah, the animation is insane in this movie. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. Um, I don't know much about those guys who directed it. Uh, Byron Howard and Chris Williams? Me neither. I, I don't know if this is a first or what. It, I, I do know that... Um, oh, they worked oh, yeah. on The Emperor's New, New Groove on the story. Uh, Mulan. Yeah. Yeah, and did some animation, so they're actually animators themselves. Because I know it was... A, I, all I know is it was a really rushed project, because originally it was called The American Dog, and uh, the guy, uh, amazing guy from Lilo and Stitch, the guy who was directing or did the character designs for Lilo and Stitch, was directing this, and he got kicked off the project. Yeah. So I've got, um, oh, also it says here that Byron Howard is uh, one of the two directors that's uh, that has taken over the Rapunzel project, <laughs> which is scheduled. Seems for next like year. it's his job to take over projects that other people fail in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought this movie was it was pretty entertaining. Uh, there's some things that really bugged me. I mean, oh, for example, uh, Rhino, the the guinea pig or hamster within the ball, loved him amazing super funny he uh, he made me laugh out loud uh, a few times and um um i think they did a short with him they have uh there's something here called uh, super rhino maybe it's is it like extra material for the dvd or blu-ray um yeah it's uh, it's a short included on the on the ball dvd blu-ray okay yeah i mean and, and the action sequences in the movie i think are really really uh, probably one of the strongest points of, of this movie. Um, yeah. And, and I love the shot with the, the, the milkshake carton and when you, know, you see the explosion in the city and it just falls over. Um, but there's... Um, and the, 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 the more character, caricatured characters, I, I think, like for the humans, I thought worked really well. But there's a lot of the characters, they're not, in my opinion, stylized enough and it just seems mm. kind of awkward. It looks almost human real and then it, yeah it just kind of seemed off uh and uh but the the visual style on this i think it's amazing the art direction on this movie is insane and i love it how the 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 backgrounds kind of look they have this painterly feel to them and you kind of mm-hmm. lose the the cg uh the, the typical cg flat, or the cg feel um so i thought like visually it looks lovely and but there's some things that really bug me like Penny, she doesn't have any nostrils. <laughs> and it's, for me, that is like a huge no-no when you're doing human characters. Cause, That's stylized. Yeah, but come on, <laughs> you don't plug their nostrils. It's like, how do they breathe? They're not living, breathing She's a people. mouth breather. There's a lot of them. Yeah, that's, that's got to be the that's got to be the reasoning. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I thought that the characters, the, the personality of the characters were pretty flat. And, and the story was kind of... It didn't really grab me in any way. It was kind of... It was entertaining enough to watch, but I kind of, my mind kind of wandered off a few times. Uh, I was yeah. a bit disappointed, to be honest. I think we're sort of on the same and page here. I, 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 I wasn't uh, expecting much from it, so I was just uh, I, I was surprised that I was entertained in the way I was. Uh, it was yeah. really fast-paced action adventure. Uh, um, 
I was about to say game <laughs> movie. Uh, it it yeah, was really entertaining, but it wasn't it wasn't a great movie by any uh, any means. But no. it was uh, entertaining, a good summer flick. Yeah, the, the, the choreography and the action sequences I thought were stunning. Um, and there's some parts in it that I just didn't find funny at all, like the pigeons. For mm-hmm. some reason, I it just seemed like a yeah. And also when he in the city when he realizes that he doesn't have special powers, that he doesn't have the super bark. Mm-hmm. And he's jumping over the cones and falls oh, into yeah. the manhole. It, it, it was just come That's on, the, we get too, it. A bit too much. Yeah, yeah it was a, a bit too over sentimental. Yeah, and just yeah, I, I was a bit disappointed to be honest. But I was kind of looking forward to this. Okay. So um, where would you put this? I'm guessing you'd put it. Um, let me see here. I'm guessing you'd definitely put it above Aladdin and um, maybe even above Black Cauldron. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, I was, um, I wasn't sure if, it, if I was going to put it below or above, uh, Kirikou. Ooh, I'm thinking like about it putting much? it, uh, just below Kirikou. Yeah. I, okay. I, I thought it was, uh, there's nothing wrong with the movie. Uh, it's just, um, it's, it's very average and uh, <laughs> exactly. solid, solid movie. So, um, not much of an argument, uh, uh this time. Sorry about from, that. From an animation perspective, I give it ten out of ten. But like story, movie wise, as a movie in itself, mm-hmm. I'd put it uh, above Three Caballeros and below South Park. Okay, how's that? That is perfect. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking at the page, and I want to mention one thing. Uh, we uh, just put up a poll there um, where we asked, "Do you work in the animation industry?" And uh, it would be great if you would. Uh, just uh, click one of those buttons so we can kind of narrow on narrow in on our audience. It's quite act- interesting actually to see the demographic of listeners. Yeah, that there's actually maybe more than seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by now we only have about yeah we have eight, eight votes uh, wow. and five of them are full time animators. So that's nice. interesting stuff. Next week, uh, Prince of Egypt from 1998. Looking forward to that. And the only thing left is to round up this week's ACP. Don't forget, we'll be back next week with more news and animation-related stuff. And you can also follow us on Twitter. That's twittercom slash ACP News. And as I mentioned, don't forget to leave us a voicemail. Remember to visit our uh, swag shop. Uh, that is where you'll find your ACP Crocs, pants, and stickers. You can actually get pants? Oh, yeah. And Crocs. I'm, I'm amazed. If Who you buys feel... Crocs? <laughs> Sorry. I'm wearing Crocs right now. Scary. They're uh, extremely comfortable. <laughs> and my, okay. my la- lady friend, friend isn't um, crazy about them, but uh, I like them. <laughs> Aren't they made from all these uh, dangerous materials that make you glow in the dark? They're made for old people like me. Huh. With bad knees and okay. feet. If you feel we're doing a good job and you want to support us, you can do that by pushing the donate button on our site. We are still looking for wannabe animation journalists around the globe, so if you want to help us out and do some interviews, you know how to get in touch with us. Yes, and you can do that by emailing us at feedback at animationconversation.com. And that is also where you send us your tips, feedback, and whatever comes to your mind. And don't forget to read the show notes where we put all the links related to this show. And our web address is www.animationconversation.com. 
That's it for this week's Animation Conversation Weekly. Until next time, have fun and animate. <laughs> <It's> nice. <one. laughs>